everyone. Welcome to the Charvak podcast. This is your host Kushal Behra. All right, today's topic and today's podcast is on Khalistani politics in Canada and if you ever talk about Khalistani politics in Canada, there is only one man that you can talk about and only one man who can give you all the answers to be very honest and that is the guest that I have today and that is Mr. Balraj Deol. Balraj Deol Saab is the editor of uh, a very well-known <coughs> Punjabi weekly called Khabar Nama. And he has been writing on the Khalistan movement in Canada, their activities, and has been copiously tracking them now for a good three decades plus. So it's my personal honor and pleasure today to have him on the podcast. Balraj sir, Anikele Barbad Dhaniwat. Thank you. So, sir, this is going to be a historical journey into the Khalistani movement in Canada. A lot of times people tend to focus on the Khalistan movement in India, but I think uh, uh, what is missing is that movement roots different parts of the world mein hai alag alag jagahon pe alag alag tarike se ye movement panpi hai to maybe sir hum start yahan se karte hain ki jo first roots hai mera pehla question aapse ye hona chahiye ye hai ki khalistan movement ki first roots jo hai pehli jo basic jo beej boya gaya tha wo kab se hua hai canada mein uh, actually if we, if we look back uh, it started in the mid 70s actually Okay. It was Dr. Jigjit Singh Chauhan who was ex-Punjab uh, Minister Malmantri Rahevo. Uh, and then he, uh, uh, during emergency, he came to uh, UK. He settled in UK. He started the uh, Council of Khalistan uh, uh, later on. And he started this Khalistan movement. He used to visit USA and Canada time to time, different Gurdwaras, issue Khalistan passports, even issue Khalistan currency. But it was very, very low-key. So it was only only a kind of uh, seeding that movement in this part of the world, we should say. Uh, then uh, the situation was different. There was no Khalistan movement at all anywhere in the country or outside. But Pakistan and USA used to support it. There was there, there was a, the US was very very positive to toward it to push through Pakistan because India was considered in in soviet union camp uh, and pakistan was very angry after uh, it lost uh, 1971 war and it was dismembered and bangladesh was created uh, so jigjit singh chauhan was propelled by with pakistani money and he used to visit canada as i said canada and america also uh, but but there was there was no grassroots uh, support of this group uh, it was 1984, uh, 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 June 1984, Operation Blue Star, and later uh, anti-Sikh, uh, 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 Mrs. Gandhi ke murder. Ke baad. So that, that, that created a lot of sympathy, a lot of anger among, among Sikhs. And the Khalistani groups uh, or the Khalistani-minded people, they capitalized on it. And they created a number of organizations. That's when uh, Babur Khalsa came into four. Council of Khalistan of Jujijan Shohan came into four. He, he declared himself president of Khalistan. ISYF, International Sikh Youth Federation, was created. Lakhvir Singh Rode, who was nephew of Bindrawala, he, he somehow came to Canada from 
Middle East and uh, uh, other groups like World Sikh Organization was created uh, in USA at that point. Uh, but its main roots right now are only in Canada. So these groups all all propped up and uh, they, they started collecting funds and propagating Khalistan. So it was it was 1984 where it all began as a as, and and they tried to make it a grassroots movement among the Sikhs. So sir, when we are talking about trying to make it a grassroots movement, uh, every grassroots movement is based on a certain typical kind of messaging, uh, a messaging that is sent out in a very systematized manner to the people who the, the average Joe on the ground, as they say. So what was the message of the Khalistanis to the people that it caught on so much? I, I understand after 84 and, and the brutal murders of innocent Sikhs uh, in Delhi, that uh, one of the one of the narratives would be the victimhood narrative. But but the Khalistani movement is way beyond the victimhood narrative, right? It is way more systematized and it has a very uh, separatist mindset too. So so how did it become such a huge grassroots movement that it, 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 it has become a hydra monster of itself? You see, the first phase, uh, we, as we mentioned, the uh, first phase was the emotional phase of 1984, two incidents, June and November. So that's when they got the public support. Now they capitalized on public support. They created some organizations. They started sending youth to Pakistan for training. Many of Canadian Sikh youth and some European countries, uh, they went to Pakistan for training. Many crossed over to, to, to India and they, they killed many people. And that in return, they got killed by police at some point. And they, they are considered uh, Canadian Sikh Khalistani Shaheeds at this point. Uh, now, that was the first phase. And, and then they started lobbying the Canadian politicians and politicians in other countries also. Then they started uh, uh, putting up their portraits, their so-called Khalistani Shaheeds, including Bindrawala, including the Blue Star Operation, uh, the, uh, the damaged Akal Takht, all those portraits in Gurdwaras. Uh, you rightly mentioned uh, the mentality of victimhood kind of thing that we are victims but they attach to it that uh, uh, that hindu india we cannot live with anymore they attacked our gurdwara they uh, they destroyed uh, akal takht uh, and so on it was all kind of one sided uh, story katliam jo hua delhi mein or elsewhere that was also a very sticking point because there was no justice to date uh, the government failed to to act on it uh, to arrest all those who who done uh, such a such a big crime against a peace loving community ordinary six was not were not involved anywhere so it took decades uh, to act uh, and only few people got punished so so those emotional issues uh, they were they were cutting ice when when they were they were talking to the ordinary people giving this example uh, of june and and november it it was sticking to the people so that's how they got the got the support of the people. But then the second phase started. Uh, we all know that uh, after uh, 1995, 96, the movement started dying in in India, especially the the terrorist movement, which was the face of Khalistan movement, it started dying in India. But on the other hand, countries like Canada, uh, the Khalistanis capitalized on on those heydays. And they started making political moves. So in late 80s and early 90s, 
they started uh, getting into local politics at the federal and provincial level, at the civic level. And that is when the Sikh uh, candidates started getting elected as MPPs, as MPs, uh, like Mo Sota got elected, I think, in uh, 91 or so uh, in, uh, in BC as MPP. And 93 election, uh, a number of uh, Sikh MPs got elected from Liberal Party. And that, that expanded slowly. Uh, and as we know, during uh, uh, after the turn of the century, uh, uh, they made a lot of inroads in, in, in all three political parties. They lobbied them. So, so the political parties became soft to Khalistanis. They, they considered Khalistanis as, as the representative of Sikh community. At the same time, the moderation within the Sikh community or moderate leadership within the Sikh community slowly disappear or became irrelevant. Uh, the Khalistanis worked on number of fronts, not on one front to achieve all this. They, they worked on the political front, like fundraising for the political parties, manipulating the political process uh, through fake membership. Uh, in, in Canada, the political parties or the leaders do not nominate candidates on provincial and federal level. At times they do, we, uh, we will talk about it. But generally, if you want to put yourself up as a candidate from certain riding from Liberal Party or Conservative Party or NDP, there are three national parties, you will go through a nomination process within your riding, within your halka, as India mein kehte Hanji. So you will have to go through nomination process and uh, uh, the members of that party, say Liberal Party in, in, in Halka 1, in, in Riding 1, want to nominate a candidate for MP. So the members of that riding will at, will at some point vote for, for a candidate. Now there are three, four, could be three, four, five candidates in, in the running and those candidates are free to hire their own membership. So they will sign up new members to vote for, for them. So that, that was a very, very tricky uh, kind of situation. Uh, in the old days, uh, the community at large, uh, they will stick to one ideology or the other ideology of the party and each riding won't have more than uh, sometimes even 100 members active members of that party. Now, when the ethnic communities came into play and Sikh community came into play in, in a big, big way in uh, after mid-80s, they will hire thousands of members. Wow. They will they will, they will will pay for the membership. For example, if I want to run for a for certain riding, I will ask my friends and relatives, come on, you know, sign the membership for me. Just, just get the person sign the membership form. And then in bulk, uh, I will submit those forms as, as members of party ABC, pay for their membership, and then they will vote for me. So you get yourself nominated through hired members. Uh, to date, this tradition to date is there. It is still there. That's how uh, uh, other communities followed, followed Sikhs, like uh, Muslims followed Sikhs. Chinese followed Sikhs and Tamils followed the same way. So they all, all those organized communities, politically organized communities, they, they started getting elected.
to different uh, levels of government, federal and provincial. Uh, only this tradition is not in the civic politics. In the civic politics, when when you are uh, in election, you are you're kind of on your own. There is no political party directly backing you, or there is no nomination process either. But also, uh, some political parties were parachuting candidates, and Liberal Party was at at the forefront under Trudeau. Uh, he parachuted Harjit Sajjan from Vancouver South. He did not care about the nomination process because he wanted Harjit Sajjan there because there was a big Khalistani organization supporting uh, Harjit Sajjan. He, he belonged to, to that kind of group which matters uh, to, to Liberal Party and Justin Trudeau because Justin Trudeau was supported by that group when he got elected as, as Liberal leader. So he parachuted him. He disregarded all the nomination process. Harjit Sajjan became... Uh, liberal candidate uh, from that riding uh, under under Trudeau without the nomination process. Uh, so uh, whether it was parachuting or nomination process, the pro Khalistanis won anyways. You know both ways. In, yeah. In, in in Liberal Party, uh, then then came the phase uh, that you get uh, kind of uh, Khalistani or pro Khalistani elements will get. Uh, uh, active in all three political parties. Now, what will happen? Um, from, say, riding A, uh, all three political parties have Sikh or pro-Khalistani candidates. Uh, they, they aspire to become candidate of that party from A riding. And somehow they all get elected as candidate from uh, each three, three parties. And what is the what is the match? Uh, like no matter who wins, it will be a pro-Khalistani MP from that riding because all three political parties are represented by by a same thinking uh, kind kind of person. So the ideology of political party does not matter. They have to push their agenda uh, through uh, through election through nomination. And in so, that case, I sorry. So I just have a so I'm, I'm so sorry. I just have a question here so that I get more clarity, sir. So this seems to be like somebody has found a chink in the armor of the system itself, and they have kind of piggybacked on that system and they are exploiting it to the fullest. Is, is that what I'm understanding from how you're explaining things? That, that, that is right. The system was being exploited. It is it is being exploited to date. No political party corrected it. There were suggestions here and there in the media when uh, when this came to the fore in, in, uh, in Canadian media that this, uh, it is being used. The system is being hijacked. Uh, even the parachuting uh, was opposed. Uh, there were suggestions that person who is a member of certain political party for minimum one year or two years should be able to vote in the nomination process. The, the instant membership should be discontinued or stopped. This is called instant membership that three months down the road, there's a nomination in, in riding A and the, the prospective candidates will start instantly uh, hiring membership uh, uh, for themselves. So they were called instant membership. It went one step ahead, Kushal, actually, when the Canadian media traced that a number of uh, members of one party were also members of other party from the same <laughs> riding or a different riding. 
because they were hired by say uh, liberals hired me as a member from this riding and from b riding ndp also hired me or conservatives also hired me so so number of dozens of people were traced who were members on both sides and some people were asked uh, uh, you know you are member here for something or member here for some other party this oh i don't know somebody came and got me signed i don't know so so people will vote and then other uh, another thing added to it another weak uh, kind of uh, point added to it that usually in canadian elections only the the citizen votes mm -hmm. but for nomination process anybody can vote wait what yes to nominate a candidate you could be a visitor you could be a illegal you could be a refugee claimant you could be a recent immigration immigrant you are not even citizen so you just is a walking and talking human being so you you could be hired as 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 a member by by the prospective candidate and you can vote and nominate the candidate although you are not you have no voting right in canada to main vacation pe aaya hu aur main idhar ki local politics mein interfere karke wapas bhi chale jao ha ha wapas bhi chale jao and and international students came into play in last 3 uh, 4 4 5 years uh, and then then the candidate you know there was a big case in one of the ridings in brampton uh, that uh, that one of the candidates was alleged to have used the list of toll highway to hire members say you you got address and uh, uh, and the names of the people and the phone numbers of the people from the toll highway uh, members uh, register and then you will register members at, at that address in that riding it, it it came in in the open in in the canadian media and uh, one of the candidates had to resign Uh, just 3 uh, 4 weeks before the election so so i mean there are number of uh, ways they were manipulating the system and it continues to date so that is how they pushed themselves in the political sphere uh, and what happened the political leadership of all political parties felt that this is a very powerful community money wise vote wise support wise uh, when when leaders of political parties are elected even then you need membership prospective leaders at the federal or provincial level will hire membership they will tell their supporters go hire membership for me so in some parties those hired membership will vote directly for the leader in other parties like liberal they will elect delegates from each riding so the mem hired membership will vote for delegates delegates will vote for for the leader at leadership convention at that phase the instant members also played very very big role when justin trudeau got elected as liberal party the world sikh organization and its supporters played a very big big role to recruit lot of members and elect lot of delegates uh, that became their pressure point on trudeau when jigmeet singh got elected leader of ndp ndp party i think back in 2017 uh, he was he was also supported by khalistani elements from coast to coast there were more members uh, in ridings where lot of six live for example from brampton 
you will have less percentage of uh, Jagmeet supporter members from downtown Toronto because hardly any Sikhs live there. Or some other town where where there is a, there is no Sikh population, but from Malton, Brampton, Surrey, uh, from areas where Sikh population is heavy, you will have thousands of members supporting uh, Jigmeet Singh. That's how you became leader of of the NDP party, and now we all know that that he has a very strong strong Khalistani background. He stood up for for this. He when he became leader of NDP, he uh, when Thari Mulaski asked him question about terrorist portrait at, at a Sikh parade uh, or at a Sikh temple, he refused to condemn it. So, but uh, didn't he later on backtrack or said something like this? At that time, he said, I don't know. And then later on, he had to correct his statement or something. Well, that, like that. That, that was a few months later because Canadian media picked up on this. Terry Mulaski uh, was a very senior journalist with CBC. So that that kind of uh, snowballed against uh, against Jigmeet Singh and English media, French media covered this story one after the other, one after the other. It was not a dying story. So Jigmeet Singh at one point had to admit uh, that uh, uh, putting up uh, Talvinder Singh Parmar's portrait, the ex-Bover Khalsa leader uh, who, who was implicated uh, uh, in Air India bombing uh, was wrong. So he had to admit under pressure. Uh, so th th that is the way it has gone. And we all know uh, that Justin Trudeau uh, speaking at a uh, American university in 2015, I believe, he boasted that he has more Sikh ministers in his cabinet than Modi has uh, Sikh ministers in Modi's cabinet. Uh, we all know this. It, it became a very popular kind of news. Uh, so even at that point, uh, Trudeau was not re realizing which way he's directing the Liberal Party when it comes to dealing with India or with, with dealing with the separatist movement, which was kind of uh, making big way inroads into his party, into his government. But sir, I have to ask you this follow-up question then. So I, I just wanted to ask you this question. Now, if the Khalistanis are, as they say, gaming the system in their own unique way, whichever way we want to uh, we want to call it, wasn't there any sort of uh, resistance from inside uh, the Canadian political spectrum? I'm not just saying uh, inside the the Sikh politics or the Khalistani politics or or the Indian political community, uh, just the general Canadian political community. And uh, wasn't there anybody trying to highlight this? And if it was highlighted, why weren't there any tangible, correctable measures, corrective measures done that till the extent, as you have said, that now basically all representatives in all the three major political parties in Canada when it comes to a certain community, are basically Khalistani adjacent? Well, it's it was the greed of votes and notes, which, which was more important for the political parties than a very systematic, ideological-based uh, political agenda. Uh, actually, when it, it was the Liberal Party where it all started, uh, so other two political parties, they felt, oh, they are probably missing on a very organized community, which can provide a lot of votes and funds. Uh, and then I, uh, then they softened their, their approach also. 
but uh, the things were not uh, were not limited to the Sikh community and pro Khalistani elements within the Sikh community. As I said before, the Muslims followed the same route, uh, the Tamils followed the same route, the Chinese followed the same route. Uh, although the Sikhs led this this kind of trend, uh, but it is everywhere. So other political parties uh, they 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 were missing the train, so they jumped on the on the on the train quickly as they realized that they can collect a lot of votes and notes by this way. I will give one, one example. There was a liberal MP from Brampton East, Raj Garewal. He had to, he was kicked out of liberal party or as he said, he resigned from the caucus uh, when he became uh, uh, controversial due to, uh, due to his gambling where it's alleged that he lost a million dollars or so. Uh, at that point in Canadian media, uh, it was discussed how he was, gambling so much money away, how he was getting so, so much funds and so on. So Canadian media came up with this story, National Post and others. I think it was in 2019, uh, there was a big report that Raj Garewal managed to raise more funds in one fundraising dinner than even prime ministers could raise in one uh, fundraising dinner. Wow. Uh, and the example was given that uh, in April or uh, uh, April 2018 or so, he held a fundraising dinner in his riding where 1,200 guests came. And in his own statement to the media, he said half of them were not paid, unpaid guests. Half of them paid, but he managed to raise around $300,000 in one shot. $300,000. Lakh dollar in one shot. So the media claimed that even Prime Minister could not raise that kind of funds in one shot, in one, one dinner or one event. So that was that 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 was the kind of funds flowing in because the lobby was very organized, and maybe a lot of people were benefiting from the political office or electing political representatives in one way or the other, or more than one way. Otherwise, nobody will pay so much money just to attend a fundraising of an MP, not even a minister. So ministers could, could maybe, maybe raising more money. And there were also reports that a lot of, lot of politicians, uh, when they do the fundraising, they do a lot of fundraising in cash, which is not reported. Now, 300... In Canada? That's right. That's right. So a lot of funds are. Uh, I have examples where where people told me, uh, even at the at the city level, at the civic level, the councillors and the mayors also now, when they fundraise, sometimes they go to a supporter wall. Okay, I'll support you. I'll, they will they will offer some money, cash, or even a check, uh, but then they will be asked not to put name on the check. So, so that the, the prospective uh, fundraiser uh, or the be benefactor of that fundraiser could, could put any name. Uh, you can put your father's name, your wife's name, or your son's name on it and cash it. Uh, it will be reported nowhere in, as, as, as fundraising. And the person who donated that money has no intention to, to uh, kind of claim it as, because uh, if, you, if you contribute to, to a political party or political fundraising, you can claim in that in your tax return. That's how the Canadian uh, system encourages uh, the citizens to support uh, 
the political party of their choice. So you make a political donation, you can claim on your tax return that I have claimed and you will get get certain deductions for that. So, so man, many uh, donators won't even care that they will get a receipt for their for their uh, contribution. So you, cash you just, was raised. You said, this is a big India. We also have a lot of work in India. So this is just a little sophisticated way. Mein, they are just more sophisticated than us. But this is the same as a Yes, it's the same I think it will it will uh, cross <laughs> it, it will surpass that standard which is in India. India might uh, slowly uh, kind of uh, discipline its own system uh, the way the way it looks. Uh, there are more checks and balances uh, as per the news which which I, I access these days. Uh, people are making noises about it. So they will probably put more checks and balances. But here, the checks and balances are disappearing. And uh, new ways to do bad things are being explored successfully. Sir, uh, okay, I understand the the the, the reticence and uh, the lack of intention of the political class in Canada, where, no matter which political party they belong to, to get uh, get uh, you know into a system where they they want to discourage something like this and and this gaming of the system. But sir, what about the average citizen? The average citizen doesn't care. Matlab, they don't raise their voice. They don't try to tell the politicians or or aren't there counter movements to counter them? So let's let's get into this whole Khalistan thing. Then aren't there people inside the community now you've been a veteran voice in the community in canada for now decades and so so what happens when voices like yours are raised or others are raising the voice like it, it has it has to have some impact right or 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 maybe like i'll i'll point you to like i remember this 2009 story where uh, you know it was in the toronto star it was published on 27th October 2009 and it was reported by Ravina Alak and it talks about uh, it is titled editor brutally beaten at gunpoint and and if you follow stories of attacks by Khalistanis on Canadian natives like people who live and and are you know living life as Canadian citizens so so is this also one of the reasons that a lot of the voice that is coming from the other side is getting suppressed because of the fear too? Yes, because of the fear and the greed both. In media, if you if you oppose Khalistanis, then a lot of businessmen who are under who will come under the pressure of Khalistanis will withdraw the ad because the media is run by advertisement uh, from different uh, business sources. So you will you will be under pressure. You won't get advertisement required number of ads to to run your outlet, whether it's radio, TV, or or a newspaper. Uh, that 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 played a big big role. Uh, which way you direct the media, how how you use the media. But there are there are other things like when there were several phases to it, Kushal. If we look at it. Uh, I I don't know whether you have time to go in detail. When, please when do, Khalistani, please do, sir. When the Khalistani movement uh, got an opportune time to push itself, like in mid eighties, due to June and uh, November nineteen eighty four, they formed many organizations like Wawar uh, Khalsa, ISYF, Council of Khalistan, uh, World Sikh Organization, and so on. 
So in the emotional stage, a lot of people were with them naturally because they felt that the Sikhs been mis mistreated. So at that point, if there was any sane voice that you know this is not this is not the way to go, yes, something wrong happened. We should address it in different way. They suppressed that voice with with force. They attacked me. They attacked Ujjal Dusanj. They attacked uh, visiting Punjab Minister Malki Singh Sidhu in BC. Then then Air India bombing happened. Three hundred thirty one people were murdered uh, in two different uh, incidents. Uh, Narita and uh, uh, Ireland uh, uh, Air India crash and uh, Narita bombing. So. Uh, the voices which were which were sane and opposing them uh, came under a lot of pressure so a lot of people will uh, will be very cautious to say things uh, publicly uh, many people i know myself that when i was attacked many of my friends said oh you know just forget about it don't don't say those things it's not safe to do say those things or do do those things uh, just live your own life kind of situation. So there was a lot of pressure to silence the voices. But then when they became more stronger, they, they took over all the Gurdwaras and, and the size of the community. We should not forget in 1984 and before the community, say community was very small. The, the size of the community increased year by year, year by year through immigration. And now the community is many, many times larger than, than 1984. So the Gurdwaras became larger. When Gurdwara became larger, there is a larger gatherings, large donations, large funds, big buildings. So when the Canadian politicians come uh, or they are invited uh, to the Gurdwaras or many parades started. In the beginning was only Vasakhi parade, then other parades propped up. Uh, Gurgaddi Devs prayed, this prayed, that prayed on the name of religion in this town, that town. Then in, in, in some towns like Toronto, there are two prayers, one by one group, one by the other group. So when the politicians come to Gurdwaras or those prayers and they see very, very large number of people in hundreds of thousands in some cases on Vasaki. Well, they, uh, the, the politicians, they fall for votes, numbers, heads. So they feel, oh, this group is very strong. They can't miss this group. They must attend it and they must find ways to get close to that group. So politicians were impressed. So they will bend over to adjust to, to whatever you demand from them. Uh, there was example uh, that, that one of the premiers in Ontario, I think in 2007 or so, he gave very large grants. To, to, to Sikh temples and to some other religious institutions of some other religions also. Uh, like some Gurdwaras received a grant of $100,000. Uh, one Gurdwara, I think, received more than two hundred or $250,000 grant. It was all for votes just before the election. So the religious institutions not only uh, got their say uh, in, in policy-making things, but they will also get government grants. And then came the phase where Khalistani organizations will push the youth trained by Khalistani organizations into political offices, work with the politicians like uh, the political assistant uh, uh, doing something in the office of MPP, provincial parliament member or MP, the federal MP. 
or the senator or then the minister, then the prime minister. So at this point, at this point, many informed people, when they talk, I have some good friends who have some good knowledge of it. They feel at least four to 500 pro-Khalistani youth, they are somewhere sitting all over Canada, either in PMO, in minister's offices, federal or provincial, or in the mayor's offices like Brampton, Surrey, and elsewhere, where, where, they, where they make difference. So they, they use this pressure not only to, to elect members of provincial or federal part, parties, MPs or MPPs, but also to, to get people fit into political offices so they can work there and they can lobby there. Uh, they, they can have eyes and ears within, within the administration uh, of the government. Uh, even at the, at the level of uh, civic, like, for example, look at Brampton now. Brampton's mayor, Patrick Brown, when he came in the previous election, a uh, lot of people supported him. Hindu community also supported him. Uh, moderate Sikhs also supported him. Community at large also supported him. Everybody had their own reasons to support him. To, to get rid of Linda Jaffrey, who was the previous mayor, and she was also running again. Uh, one of the reasons for some people was to get rid of Linda Jaffrey because she was very close to Khalistanis. His chief of staff was from a Khalistani family. So people wanted to get rid of Linda Jaffrey. There were other reasons, certainly. There were political reasons for other communities also. Uh, but, but one of the reasons for some people was was to her closeness to the Khalistanis. She lost. Mayor Brown got, got elected. Within six months, he was hand in glove with Khalistanis. Now he's he's considered the person used to claim, oh, he been to India more times than many Indians go to India. Or he goes to Gujarat. He's very close to Modi. But once in office, now he's considered very close to Khalistanis. Very openly, like uh, people like myself and other people know his moves. So, so he felt the pressure, he felt the need to go close to notes and votes. So now another aspect yes. of politics is whether we like it or not, is the media. Yes. And this is your landscape. You've been, you know, running this Punjabi weekly uh, uh, for now. I started Correctly. I, I started September 99. Before September 99, I used to write for, uh, you know, occasionally for any Indian newspaper or Indo-Canadian Times, some news from this part of uh, part of Canada. Uh, but in 99, September of 99, I started weekly Khabarnama and it continued uh, until uh, March 2020 when uh, Corona came. That's when I had to close. Uh, but I continued uh, web edition, but uh, uh, three months ago, I ended up closing the web edition also. So I ran that for about 20 years or, or a little more than 20 years. Okay. So, so sir, one, one of what the is reasons... the media landscape then? Are Khalistanis in the media landscape also then? You see, it's a very funny situation. Let me tell you what is happening. Media plays a very big role uh, propping up the Khalistani movement or anti-India movement, I should say. Uh, there, uh, there is a Khalistani movement which is anti-India, but anti-India influence 
how to influence the people to against india or propagate situation that this is wrong in india that's wrong in india it's very systematic so we have pro khalistani media and then because the situation has been created uh, as such in, in in the sikh community that some people they they want to hear bad things most of the time and some people decided to capitalize on it and make money so lot of punjabi media in canada in usa and in other countries they started hiring people in punjab reporters in for live coverage on tv and radio so the person sitting in punjab from chandigarh from patiala or elsewhere or amritsar or jalandhar will come online every day at certain time and he will he will talk about news what is happening uh, he will discuss the news in the beginning it was only news casting the person will come accident took place so many people died this person mp resigned this got elected this got defe- defeated and so on but then uh, they they attached another factor with the news that they will come up with five or 10 news and then discuss it analysis uh, type situation it became a big money making machine in punjab for a dozen or two dozen reporters uh, and it still is and lot of them get uh, paid by by hawala so if i was sitting in jalandhar i will i will become representative of 10 15 outlets in in canada usa new zealand australia or europe and every day i will find 7 8 or 10 negative news from india one or two positive and then i will i will start i will ring up outlet in toronto on a certain fixed time uh, and there will be rhetoric uh, of all kinds against india all negativity Uh, this happened that happened injustice here injustice there never a good news and the same the person will have once person will have 7 8 or 10 uh, points of bad news he will keep that all day and then he will ring up uh, his outlet uh, in in vancouver then in san francisco then in another part of the world and discuss the same thing over and over again the person will get paid maybe from 5 6 7 places Uh, for 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 the same negativity look at that farmers movement what was it what was it it was a total fake movement it was supported by by foreigners by by anti india elements by anti modi elements by khalistani elements by leftist you name it all kind of people got got into it and funds started flowing in crores of rupees to 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 india for this movement and who was propping up who these reporters these outlets here they created such a atmosphere that modi government under those three laws will take your land away and people believed it it was shocking that people believed it they they won't read those laws they won't explain those laws and ordinary people felt no 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 modi is going to take away our lands and that's how they build up this movement that that is that is the height of this this fakeness which is coming out of these outlets here and those reporters sitting in punjab who are making money through hawala so it it, it is a network which 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 suits lot of people and it's creating big time trouble uh, in the in the diaspora and also also for india's relations with diaspora and indians india's relations with countries like canada
So, sir, if I was to look at a statistical and you know map of, uh, let's say, news outlets that are pro-Khalistani and news outlets that are criticizing Khalistanis, uh, is there an evenness that they totally lopsided that most of them are pro-Khalistani or ikka dukka, like you, Terry Milevsky, or ikka dukka, or idhar udhar aage, bas wohi hai. No, no. Uh, those who used to criticize Khalistani movements, uh, they're, 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 it's this rarity now. It's gone. Uh, it's gone. It's all either there are Khalistanis or there are cunning media people. They play play all sides. So they one day they will come up with the news. Oh, India Indian consulate send us this news. They will be holding a visa camp, uh, passport camp, oh, they are doing a very good job. I congratulate this uh, uh, council, vice council or, or council or so, so on. And they, they will say they are balancing, but uh, other nine things they will say in their radio through their reps in Punjab or elsewhere, they will be creating negativity. So there is 10 to 1, they will say nine bad things and one just just the information sake. They will say it's it's kind of balancing act. Uh, they are not Khalistanis. They are just using the the atmosphere which has been created in the last 30, 35 years. And by doing so, they are kind of snowballing it. It's a never-ending game. It's getting worse day by day. And uh, in, if I look at, at what's happening in Canada, I always feel that Canada and India cannot have friendly relations for a long time to come. Because Canadian politicians, uh, they are under pressure, uh, they are opportunist, uh, they need votes, they need notes, so they will play this game, they will continue to play this game. And the relations between the two countries, uh, they will stay where they are, they can get worse, but, but not better for a long time to come. Uh, so actually, this was going to be my next question to you, because it's painful to see Indo-Canadian relationship you know, taking a nosedive, not up, basically downwards since since the 80s onwards. You know, Indo-Canadian relationships just seem to be going from bad to worse. And uh, unfortunately, nobody knows, like even Prime Minister Trudeau's last trip to India. And I mean, who knows it better than you do? The famous, uh, you know, photo fiasco of uh, Sophie Trudeau. And there was one more incident. I actually, I don't want to focus on the Sophie Trudeau incident and one photo. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can talk about the other incident that was not mentioned at all. Everybody knows that Atwal uh, incident. Nobody knows the other incident. Can you share that with us? Yes. I mean, there were a lot of people in that delegation. Uh, uh, two, two came to four. One was Atwal incident, which you mentioned, uh, Sophie Trudeau. It became a big, big one. The second one uh, also came in Toronto Sun. Tariq Fateh wrote an article because there was there was a committed Khalistani, a very well-known Khalistani from Montreal. Uh, I believe his name is Manveer Singh. He went as a reporter of TV84. He's a very well-known face at all Khalistani protests in Ottawa and Toronto and Montreal and so on. Uh, when Modi came, I think was it in 2015, uh, he, he was he was there with his family and children to protest uh, at Ottawa Airport. Uh, he was he was here in Toronto protest also. He, he's everywhere wherever these Khalistani events are held. 
but he went to India as, as a reporter. And a uh, lot, lot of his photos, like he, he was sending feedback. He was talking on different uh, uh, radio shows and TV shows, uh, reporting from India. And then Tarek Fateh somehow got wind of it and he wrote an article after that wall that there is another committed Khalistanis standing right there in the delegation, uh, moving around all over the place. Uh, uh, that was not the limit. There were other Khalistanis. For example, I won't name them. There were some people who were in sports. They had arms training in Pakistan in mid and late 80s. And they were part of that delegation. And, 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 and there was a uh, welcome uh, kind of dinner or event in, at Canadian uh, High Commission for Justin Trudeau. They were present there. They invited him for a for Kabaddi uh, tournament. But but soon Atwal uh, affair became public. They suppressed all other news and those photos and everything did not come out. Only only news came out that there was an event there and there were certain people who invited Trudeau and honored Trudeau at Canadian High Commission event. And there were those names. Soon I read those names. Uh, you know I knew that these people were in Pakistan for arms training in the late 80s. And there are there are video uh, and photo evidence of that. Uh, but I don't get it. Like, there is no semblance of balance inside the Canadian political landscape that they have become that shameless that nothing sticks. Nothing sticks. Under Trudeau, you forget the Liberal Party will make any change. Under Trudeau, India should not expect any kind of friendly relationship. It will be just managed as, as, as it is being managed today. Uh, and, and the other party, which is now propping up Trudeau's minority government is NDP and leader uh, Jagmeet Singh, as we discussed before, is, is, is a hardcore Khalistani. He was, he, was, uh, he was a member of, as a youth, he was, he was founder of Sikh Activist Network. Sikh Activist Network was created somewhere around 2005 and 2006. They used to, they used to hold very big events uh, a couple of times a year. Uh, one of their 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 uh, event was named every year uh, to commemorate June 1984, and they used to name that event when the lions roar. What? When the lions roar. So so the when the lions roar in Golden Temple, those terrorists were lions roaring in Golden Temple. I mean, uh, it was totally one-sided, uh, one-sided thing. We, we don't don't justify what government done, government of the day done, ignored the issue for so long, let the arms flow in, then 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 take a very hasty step of military action. Uh, but the other side, tadi do hatho se baji thi. So what the other side done uh, to to fortify the Golden Temple? Uh, there were a lot of killings there the terrorist activity there, the rhetoric coming out of there. You know, there were a lot of things. So, but though that group was lions roaring in, in Golden Temple, according to the Sikh activist network. And th their number of their events, like there will be thousand or more youth for the night. And then in November, they will they will hold the same kind of uh, uh, event, but they, they used to name it Tears and Ashes. And, and this group, 
uh, as far as when I followed it, it was very much pro Babur Khalsa, not only pro Khalistanis, but kind of pro Babur Khalsa, Vadawa Singh and so on in the beginning. But slowly they kind of try to diversify it, uh, link up with other, other Khalistani groups. But when Jigmeet Singh came into politics and he became MPP, got elected MPP, NDP, MPP in Ontario, uh, that group, I, I, I feel that there was a lot of pressure from Canadian agencies on it. They were tracking this group. Uh, they were feeling that this group could uh, cause some, some, some sort of trouble, as, as agencies do in every country. So then they disbanded this group. It, 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 its members spread everywhere. Uh, after that. So Jigmeet Singh came out of this group. That's, uh, that's the purpose of all explanation. And then, then came come the third party, which, which, which at one point was uh, Prime Minister Harper was leading that party, the Conservative Party of Canada. And Harper was very good friend of India. He still is. But within his party, slowly the Khalistanis made inroads. And now, and even in the last parliament, there are there are few MPs who are who are pro-Khalistanis within the Conservative Party, and Conservative Party is going through uh, the leadership uh, election process at this point. It will have new leader maybe in September or so, and Khalistanis are active uh, to to support that leader also, so that they can have some sort of leverage on 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 that on that leader. Uh, so. Uh, I mean, all three parties have some some sort of presence of Khalistanis, but NDP and Liberals they are big time, and and so are uh, so are city councils uh, like Brampton City Council and Surrey City Council, and you could have Khalistani mayors uh, of the, of the pro-Khalistani mayors of these cities. So, and one more thing I would like to add: you you will be surprised uh, to know this that wherever Khalistanis have presence. They have such a pressure that they will pass, they will manage to pass irrelevant motions which have nothing to do with that institutions. The Brampton City Council passed a resolution to support farmers movement. They have nothing to do with farmer movement. What, what do City Council know about India's farmers movement? And, and what is that movement? What is this movement based on? Uh, you know, basically, India India is stating that we had too much wheat and rice, and we are we are wasting a lot of water resources in Punjab and Haryana, where uh, the soil and water is being polluted and overused. Uh, and farmers are using MSP to to sow only two crops, which India doesn't need anymore. There are ton, hundreds of thousands of tons sitting in in, in government uh, storages. So government wanted to diversify through private. Uh, enterprise uh, and innovation uh, look, look at canada like, like same city council won't talk about canada in, in in canada poultry and dairy is under supply management supply management kushalji means that farmers cannot produce more dairy and poultry than authorized by dairy and poultry board Interesting. So you cannot you cannot go out and say I'm going to raise thousand more cows. You need permission of the government because otherwise the supply of milk will increase, the price will decrease. Yeah. Same so, same thing in poultry. So so I mean India was not even going ten uh, percent closer to that kind of policy under those three laws, which are 
here working in Canada and Brampton City Council and supporters of, of, of the farmers movement who were sending crores of rupees from here are not aware of supply management in Canada, in dairy and, and, and poultry sector. Oh, they know nothing about it. Uh, and a lot of people made money out of this farmers movement. They collected a lot of funds. They sent some funds to India. They hushed up a lot of funds themselves. This is this is fascinating. This is like you know the Bombay Municipal Corporation passing a, a, a resolution or a commentary on the truckers protest that was happening in Ottawa. I mean, what the hell has the Bombay Municipal Corporation got to do with the truckers protest in Canada, for example? What have they got to do with it? Votes and notes. They can go so low. I will give you another example. Recently, when Pagwant uh, up. Uh, won the Punjab election and Bhagwant Maan became the chief minister. Brampton City Council passed a unanimous resolution to invite Bhagwant Maan, CM of Punjab, to visit Brampton. What the hell? Are these people, this is how they use public money and this is how governments function in, in Brampton? I mean, Brampton is sure to go down the hill then. I mean, that's all I can say. Well, they never passed same kind of res resolution for Badals or for Abrinder or, or, or for, for Yogi. Uh, Brampton Mayor Patrick Brown used to claim that he's very close to BJP. Uh, he probably attended one of the Pravasi Bharti Devs of, of UP and probably met Yogi also. But he won't pass that kind of re resolution, uh, won't even bring that kind of resolution uh, to be discussed in Brampton City Council. He will play the Sikh card. Uh, of votes and notes and invite Punjab chief minister to Brampton. It's just, uh, sir, one thing before we wrap today's discussion up is I'm, I'm also fascinated by the internal mudslinging. I was just trying to read up on news reports and the internal arguments and fights within the Khalistani movement also. Can we maybe talk about that also? No, if we if we look back, Kushal, uh, look back, uh, ISYF, Bobur Khalsa, World Sikh Organization, Council of Khalistan, in those days, they used to fight among themselves a lot. Mm -hmm. They used to fight a lot. They used to oppose each other a lot. And then those organizations like Bobur Khalsa split into Bobur Khalsa Panthik, Bobur Khalsa Talwinder. There were splits in different different groups also, but not now, not now. The mudslinging is, there are more organizations, more Khalistani pro or Khalistani groups now. There are groups in, in different shades now. Like you can't recognize that this is a, uh, this is a Khalistani group. But behind that group is, is a Khalistani organization. Look at Khalsa Aid of Ravi Singh. What is this organization all about? All about? You will have blood donation camps in the memory of uh, uh, June or November 1984. And then they will they will have rhetoric on the side uh, for, for Khalistan. And those groups, they, they say, well, we are just a blood donation group. We are just promoting blood donation, saving life. Uh, there are groups like, like in US, uh, USA, a group propped up uh, about, I think, 15 years ago or so. It used to be, uh, it's, it is still there in a different shade, uh, Sikh Research Institute. Harinder Singh was 
at one point its its coordinator when i when i listened to his uh, utterings his speeches at different youth camps youth training camps and so on it was all fundamentalist uh, propaganda uh, pro khalistani propaganda uh, then you have food banks they they opened up some food banks uh, I, I, i mentioned earlier the sikh parades on vasakhi sikh parades on different pretext uh, or different uh, uh, historical events like gurgaddi divs and so on where you have will have khalistani floats you will have a uh, portrait of uh, uh, or a model of uh, uh, kind of damaged akal takht and so on so they operate through through different organizations through different levels and they have learned to cooperate you mentioned that there is infighting and mud slinging it's very little compared to mid 80s uh, late 80s and uh, 90s it's very little compared to that there are more organizations there is more cooperation among them i have noticed i have noticed which i will share with you lot of these khalistani organization for example wso wso will say well we are not khalistani but i know that for the fact that they are khalistanis <laughs> they, they 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 probably have removed khalistan from their their constitution and some people within wso say they cannot remove it from international chapter of, of wso Uh, some say they have done it but to me wso is a pro khalistani organization it it has passed on its leadership to to the young generation but it is operating on different levels they will they will they will hold youth camps youth training camps how to get into uh, professional uh, different professions uh, political offices and so on so they will use that youth for their their cause they will say we are we are we are working for human rights but uh, you know human rights only khalistanis have human rights but about those people who were killed murdered uh, by by khalistanis they never talk about their human rights they never talk about human rights of minorities within sikhism i have raised this point many times look at look at what's going on you know on on the surface sikhs have no caste system on the surface all sikhs are equal well you go to punjab and you see those those other sikhs of from the lower caste say julahas ramgadias uh, ravidasias they are their sikhs Uh, they 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 believe in guru ansar they use guru ansar for their marriages and other functions but they live in one part of the village even their kabristan where they cremated their dad is different look look at those minorities within the sikhs so jats are are considered the hierarchy within within the sikhs jats are brahmans of sikhism so the human rights and equality for those uh, Sikhs who belong to uh, the lower so-called lower caste, nobody talks about their human rights. And nobody. are these uh, tendencies of casteism also, you know, prevailing in Canada? Very much, very much so. You will find uh, different uh, temples of Balmiki Sikhs and uh, Ravidasi Sikhs, uh, and at times they won't toe the line of. Uh, 
Khalistani uh, umbrella groups. They have created umbrella groups for Gurdwaras. For example, if you look at Ontario, they have they created Ontario Gurdwaras Committee. Gurdwaras became their members. They used to hold a Vasaki prayer. They still do. Then there were some differences. So one group created Ontario Sikh and Gurdwara Council and other, uh, another umbrella group. They also hold their own prayers. Now, a lot of these minority within the Sikhs, like Ravdasya and Valmikis, they don't fit under those groups because Valmikis uh, and Ravdasya, Gurdwaras, some of them, they won't tow their pro-Khalistani line. They will say, okay, we will become your member and we will pay the fee and we will become part of the, your prayer. But what about these uh, Khalistani floats in the prayer? We don't agree with it. If they don't agree with it, with it, well, they say, well, we don't give a damn, then you stay away. So they won't become members. So they are like free floating uh, groups also. There are they, That's the third uh, category of, uh, of Gurdwaras in, uh, in Ontario who are not member of Ontario Gurdwara Committee, a fully pro-Khalistan umbrella group. Ontario Sikh and Gurdwara Council, which is also very tactfully pro-Khalistani group, at times, it will take a little moderate approach, but at, at the parades, they will have the same kind of floats and same kind of rhetoric. So there is a third group, which is unorganized. You will have some Ravidasya temples, Valmiki temples. You have some Sampradas, Sikh Sampradas, like Nanaksa temples. There are four different Nanaksa temples here. So the, so that, that is the third group, which is not organized into, into, into any, any umbrella. BC ha, has its own umbrella. Uh, Gurdwara councils. So there are many, like when, when we look at 80s and 90s, there were only four or five Khalistani main organizations which we named earlier. But now there are many and they operate at different levels. They train the youth and youth trained by them or influenced them by them is a lot more cooperative across those organizations. For example, if, if the farmer movement came up and the Khalistani decided to support it, all youth from different Khalistani origin organizations or trained by different Khalistani organizations at one point, they will all work together to promote that idea. If the toolkit thing came up somewhere, they will they will all support it. If, if they want to oppose you or me tomorrow, they, they can manage a thousand tweets and it will come from different Sikh youth who were trained by different Khalistani organizations in USA, UK and, 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 and Canada. So there is more cooperation than mudslinging, which you mentioned nowadays. That, that's very interesting. So, so sir, what, last question before we wrap up. If you are a moderate and you just want you know, you just have love for the gurus. You just want to follow your faith. And and I say this as a person who has love for the gurus. I might be Hindu by identity, ethnicity or whatever, as they say in uh, nowadays. But I, I have love for the, the 10 gurus. I feel they are part of my, my community too. Now, if you are moderates in Canada, obviously, I'm not talking about India. In India, things are different. Realities are different and countries are different. So... How does a moderate go about maneuvering these things? And you're a veteran uh, of Canadian journalism and politics. How do we, how, what would your advice be to the moderates? Kushal, uh, a lot of people say, uh, I will expand your question a little bit to answer. A lot of people say 
that Khalistanis are very few, they are only 2%, 3%, oh, they are below 5%. Uh, some of them say in Punjabi, uh, oh, ji, kolta, jinne bande nahi hai. Uh, I hope you understand it. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I've been saying this for six, seven years, uh, that this analysis is totally fake, is totally wrong. Khalistanis are very strong and moderation within the Sikh community has disappeared. The moderate voices are very few. Uh, either they, by age, they are silenced, some died and others are under pressure. They or they became just irrelevant. All the institutions, religious institutions, they are under the Khalistani influence or directly Khalistani control. In every community, Kushal, 5 to 10% youth usually become active in social and political affairs. 90% of the youth in every community will mind their own business. They will go to their business. They will become professionals. They will do, go do labor jobs if they qualify only for that. Uh, time to time, they might participate here and there in one or that kind of event, but they are basically inactive. They don't know very much. They don't want to do, know that much. They want to concentrate on their own. 5 to 10% of the youth will be active in political and social affairs. In Sikh community, in last 20 years, the youth born overseas who are active in social and political affairs, 100% of that youth is one way or the other either active Khalistani or a passive Khalistani or supporter of or friend of, of Khalistani. So there is no moderation left anywhere. So even if they are 2%, even if they are 1%, they carry the day. If there is a Khalistani parade organized by Khalistanis on the name of Vesakhi or something, the organizers are Khalistanis and only there are 500 Khalistani supporters among uh, 20,000 or 25,000 people walking behind. Those 20,000 does not count as moderates, even if they are. The whole parade is being led and organized by the hardcore group to the media, to the politicians. This is a group which has power of 25,000, 50,000, even 100,000 people. That is where they are counted. So moderation is irrelevant practically in Canada. So what do we do, sir, then? I think it's a very complicated question which we cannot, which we cannot answer uh, on, on this uh, small talk. Uh, government of India has played wrong at at at, at many uh, many of of the corners uh, from the very beginning in between and and lately uh, Modi government played even wrong on this uh, on this issue they could not tackle this issue practically they could not form a solid policy how to deal with this issue. Uh, so uh, this this ended up uh, this way and 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 farmers movement has shown uh, the strength of this movement 
I mean, I don't buy it that farmers' movement was just a farmers' movement from India. It was supported from overseas. There were protests in every city where there was a sizable, sizable Sikh community. It was sustained, propagated by the Khalistani elements. Yes, there were left elements also involved, but the backbone was the Khalistanis of this movement in the West. So uh, the strength is very much there. Their strength is very much there, and they're finding new ways to expand it, uh, new ways to use it. And somehow, uh, government of India has to understand how this movement is operating. Uh, maybe it's irrelevant in Punjab to create a separate Sikh state, which I also believe that there is no future of Khalistan movement in Punjab. But yes, there is future of disruption. The farmers movement cost thousands of crores of rupees to Indian state and uh, Indian industry and Indian people. Uh, and other times when they hold buns and uh, they block the roads, highways and rails, it costs a lot. And then there are, when there are target killings, uh, it has taken place. Uh, there are sloganeers, you know, the billboards and so on. They can create trouble anywhere and that will be costly. Political, politically, they have no, no future of Khalistan movement as, as creating Khalistan in India because the demography have changed. The Sikhs are not mistreated in India. It's only, only a fake notion created from mid-80s uh, based on those few very painful incidents. Uh, Sikh community is very much at home uh, in India and very much prosperous. Uh, they have opportunities throughout India. So yes, the, 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 there will be no Khalistan in India, but disruption and harm, uh, they have strength to create all those nonsenses. Well, sir, I hope uh, something of this sort uh, does not happen and maybe the Canadian community rises and maybe other communities in Canada rise up to this reality and they try to tackle it. I know it's not an easy solution, but I hope slowly but surely the more we talk about it uh, with civility, with facts, with data, the more people rise up to this reality and people realize, as you have explained beautifully in today's podcast, that how the political system of Canada has been gamed by it's a certain... Hijacked. I would say yeah. even gamed, uh, gamed is a, is a uh, soft word. It's, it's being hijacked. Yeah, it is unfortunately hijacked by the Khalistanis and uh, and and you know what people need to talk more about that at the end of the day you know we are all people who believe in democracy and democratic systems and and democracy is a robust system and canada is a robust democracy and i hope you know the the canadian uh, community over here especially the indian diaspora realizes the 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 damage it does to canadian society let alone what happens in india okay india ka to india dekhenge but canadian society be damage ho rahi hai is process mein it is it is not helping Canada either as you know if you can just basically get people who are just random folks to just become part of a primary select candidates push candidates and do all sorts of things and become like that it's a problematic issue and 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 I you know and unfortunately you know anybody who raises the voice as you mentioned you know they attacked you they've attacked others and uh 
it's it's just i don't know what to say beyond the point that you know you keep fighting you keep talking about it and and uh, and i just want to take this opportunity not only to thank you for coming on the podcast sir but to thank you for doing what you have done all these years because i don't know aap mein himmat kahan se aati hai sir main aapko pehle bhi mila tha maine aapko bola tha mujhe nahi samajh padta aap mein himmat kahan se aati hai hum to aapko dekh ke matlab samajh ke confuse ho jate hain ki kahan se aap mein himmat aati hai but uh, once again on behalf of at least my viewers and from my side of the con i want to thank you very much for coming and thank you for whatever you have done for the entire community kuch uh, if i if i may, may add just one point cool. into my mind i will give you one example how they use the religion or justification based on religion to support a militant uh, kind of response uh, you are punjabi so you probably know a lot of uh, you may have heard some gurbani here and there lot of these preachers or these khalistani writers uh, when they want to uh, kind of uh, uh, raise the emotions of the people and provide them kind of a religious ground to stand up and fight uh, they will say oh dekho ji gurbani kehndi ya tali te sir rakh lo dharm de vaste and they will quote a, a line from gurwani jato prem khelan ka chao sir tar tali gali muriyao you might have heard it lot of tadis they will repeat it time and again there are some other parts of gurwani they will use it uh, but when they explain uh, they they distort gurwani now just look at this one line सिर तर तली गली मोरियाओ दे विल स्ट्रेस ऑन दैट कि तली पर सिर धर के रिस्क लेकर आ जाओ मेरी गली में बट दे दे वांट एक्सप्लेन द वर्डिंग दिस लाइन स्टार्टेड विद जो तो प्रेम खेलन का चाहो अगर आपने प्रेम की खेड़ खेड़नी है सिर धर तली गली मोरियाओ फिर अपने गुमान का जो सिर है अपनी तली पर धर के अपना गुमान खत्म करके आओ खेड़ कौन सी खेड़नी है प्रेम की और ये इस तुक को जब मेंशन करते हैं तो मिलिटेंसी को प्रमोट करने के लिए यूज करते हैं ये तलवार की बात करते हैं और गुरबानी प्रेम की बात करती है दिस इज हाउ दे यूज और मिस यूज गुरबानी टू प्रमोट मिलिटेंसी विद इन सिख कम्युनिटी एंड इट्स वेरी सैड दैट सिख प्रीचर्स जथेदार एंड अदर्स दे डोंट स्टॉप दम फ्रॉम डूइंग सो गुरवानी को डिस्टोर्ट करने से वो स्टॉप नहीं करते एंड इट इज बीइंग यूज्ड और मिसयूज्ड दिस वे कंटिन्यूसली थ्रू आउट द वर्ल्ड या इट्स सैड एंड आई डोंट नो व्हाट एल्स टू से सर आई होप बेटर सेंस प्रिवेल्स आई होप पीपल हु वॉच दिस एंड लिसन टू दिस अंडरस्टैंड द इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ रिस्पोंडिंग टू दीस पीपल विद द एंटायर मैसेज ऑफ द गुरबानी व्हिच इज विद प्रेम and i thank you for whatever you have done sir for the community and thank you very much for coming thank you kushal all right guys we'll wrap today's discussion up uh if you do not know about balraj dil then i don't know what you're doing and then you don't understand khalistani politics and you don't understand punjabi politics uh i did this today is because if if you want to understand politics you can learn from the man if you can read gurmukhi maybe you can go and read you know on khabarnama.com and if you have old archives and if you can get his old archives you can go and read them too if you can 
you know he's been the sane voice or the sole sane voice in inside canada who has been speaking against this and speaking for rational discourse for i don't know how long i have tried to you know present his case and present a mature case for rational discourse and uh, that's all i can leave you guys with i mean please support rationality please support uh, sensibleness and uh, i'll try my best to keep on doing that through this podcast uh, i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care bye bye